tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 16. So we've all felt it. I know you have. Someone or something slams into your life without our permission. And all of a sudden, our heart starts pounding, our mind starts swirling. We immediately have a fight reflex or maybe a flight reflex. Maybe we just freeze. We don't know what to do with what that person just did or said. Some of us, we just kind of back off and we just shut down and we kind of uh, just have a slow simmering anger. Others of us, well, we turn into like a one-man justice league, complete with an outfit. You know, we're going to avenge all evils, all wrongs done to us and everyone we love. But here's the reality, you guys. We know we need to forgive. That's what God has called us to as Christians. Yes, there's going to be injustice. There's going to be unfairness. Things are going to be wrong. Really, really, really wrong. Some of you I know who are listening, you've had abuse in your past. Some of you have been violated. Some of you have been betrayed. Some of you have been abandoned. Some of you have been slandered. And that hurt, if it's not dealt with, can really, really destroy our lives. But Jesus has offered us a way to be free of what people do to us. And it's the path of forgiveness. I know. I know, just the word, just the word makes some of us just kind of recoil because we're thinking, Joanna, you have no idea what I've gone through. How could you ever ask me to forgive? But you guys, I'm not asking you. God is. God is. Over the next couple of solo episodes, I'm going to be talking about what do we do when life treats us unfair? How do we handle offenses? Because you know what? I really believe that as John Bevere calls it, it is the bait of Satan, and it's his number one ploy to take us out as Christians. In Luke 17, 1, Jesus said, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Things are going to happen. This fallen world and surrounded by fallen people, we're going to be hurt. But what we do with that hurt is going to determine our destiny. That Greek word is scandalon, and it can mean snare or stumbling block. But the original word refers to the part of the trap that holds the bait. Boy, isn't that true? That temptation to be offended is so tantalizing. It almost feels irresistible, as if it's impossible for us not to be offended. And yet, while we can be hurt, what we do with that hurt really depends on our choice. Because here's the deal. Forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's a choice. And if we do not, if we do not follow all of the commands and scriptures to forgive, that hurt is going to turn into resentment. That resentment is going to turn into offended spirit and a hardened heart. You know, I think sometimes even as Christians, we struggle to forgive because we really don't trust God. And that's, that's where this whole topic has come from. I've been writing about the unoffendable heart of Jesus and how we need to cultivate it in our lives. 
And yet it starts here. It starts with forgiveness. But boy, there not there something within us that resists that? I know I felt it in my own life. I think sometimes we, we don't want to forgive because we really believe that people have ruined our lives, that their choices, their actions have disqualified us from God's best. We don't see how God could ever redeem it. But oh my goodness, you guys, God specializes in taking everything that the enemy meant for evil and working it for our good. I think other times we feel obligated to be offended, to be angry. Uh, You know, somebody needs to make that person pay, but instead it's us who's paying. Forgiveness sometimes feels like we're saying that what they did doesn't matter, but that isn't the truth, you guys. Listen, what they did was wrong, but forgiveness is simply resigning our position as judge, jury, and executioner, and we're giving not only the hurt, but also the person over to the only righteous judge, that is God. But I think also we struggle because... (laughs) In handing that person over to God, we're secretly afraid that he might do what he usually does, and that is be merciful. And like if that person actually repented, he would actually forgive them, and that just doesn't work for us. But you know what? God takes forgiveness very seriously, not just because it reflects our heart towards him and what he's done for us, but because unforgiveness literally eats away at our soul. Physical issues, depression, criticalness, negativity, judgmentalness, and inability to have healthy relationships. You know, here's the problem with picking up an offense. An offended heart is easily offended. It infects other relationships. Suddenly, we're not just mad with one person. We're mad with the world. It seems like everybody is lining up to hurt us. So we build up walls. That's what an unforgiving heart does. But the problem is it might protect us from people, but it also keeps us away from God. In case you wonder what God thinks about forgiveness, well, Jesus included it in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. In verse 12, he invites us to pray. He gives us a pattern of prayer that we should pray, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And in case we didn't realize how important it was, he closes his teaching on the Lord's Prayer with verses 14, 15, with these really mm, pretty straightforward words. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, Jesus says, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Whew. I know, that's, that is tough talk, isn't it? Especially in the face of our hurt. But it really comes down to this. How forgiven do you want to be? Because with the measure you forgive, you will be forgiven. Boy, I tell you, I, <laughs> I understand how hard forgiveness can be. I've walked through some pretty hard times in my life, some betrayals that... um. I believe the enemy wanted to take me out. He wanted to destroy not only me, but my friends. I write about one situation in my book, Having a Merry Spirit, Allowing God to Change Us from the Inside Out. And I talk about um, a time when just the enemy got in and caused divisions in some of my closest friendships, a team of women who had faithfully served alongside of me in women's ministry 
but a little seed of discord. We begin to love our opinions more than we loved each other. And all of a sudden, all of my closest relationships imploded. And I was so hurt. It felt so unfair. And yet in the process of just bringing that hurt to Jesus, the Lord began to reveal some things in my soul that He wanted to heal. Yes, what had happened was unfair. It was not just. But by holding on to unforgiveness, I was not only binding my friends. As the Bible says, whatsoever things are bound on earth are bound in heaven. But I was binding myself. How much better? How much better, you guys, to bring that hurt to Jesus? Because here's the thing. Forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's a choice. So how do we do that? How do we choose to forgive? (laughs) Well, I call it hammering out forgiveness because it's a process, you guys. It is not a one-time event. I think the first step is to take the situation to God. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive. I know during that time, I was so hurt. I felt so betrayed that, to be honest, I didn't want to forgive. And that really scared me. And so I had to get alone with Jesus. And I just had to say, Lord, my heart is getting cold and it's getting hard. And I don't have the feeling of forgiveness, but I know I need to. So help me. Change my heart, Lord. And as I began to just, as an act of my will, release those people from my judgment, God began to give me the grace to really process the hurt. And that's number two. Listen, acknowledge the hurt. Don't just slap a Band-Aid on it and say it didn't matter because here's the problem. Unforgiveness will go underground and it will turn into resentment and a root of bitterness that, as Hebrews tells us, will grow up, cause trouble and defile many. So acknowledge the hurt. Uh, During my time, I I had to actually just kind of write out letters, naming the person, the specific wrong that was done to me, and how it made me feel. Because sometimes I think we don't get down to the really roots of it, so we never really get healed from the hurt of it. But here's the deal. Please, please, please don't do it on your own. (laughs) I've tried that. I've tried acknowledging the hurt and that only fed the offense. That did not disperse the hurt. So do it in the presence of Jesus. Say, Lord, here's where I am. This is how it feels. I acknowledge the hurt. This is what happened. After you've acknowledged the hurt, I want to encourage you to go to point number three, choose to forgive. Oh, oh, I'm just telling you, you are going to have to push through some heavy-duty resistance. But remember, you're not doing it alone. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. And so there, for me, I had to choose to forgive out loud. I, I said, Lord, I forgive this person. I release them from my judgment. Lord, I, I want to have a love for them again. I don't want to look at them and think of all the things that have happened between us choose to forgive and release the person and situation to God. And then number four, allow the cross to cancel the sin. Allow the cross to cancel the sin. The cross that Jesus died on when he paid for your sin, it also paid for the person who wronged you. Just as it canceled the power of the sin in your life, it wants to cancel the power of the sin that has been done to you. And then I want to encourage you, Choose not to remember their sin against them. A lot of us say, well, I forgive, but I cannot forget. 
yeah, that, there may be some truth to that matter. But listen, in Hebrews 8, 12, God says, For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And He wants to give us that same ability not to remember what has been done to us. And then repeat this process as many times as necessary. (laughs) Oh my goodness, hammering out forgiveness isn't a one-time job. I've had to do it over and over. Every time a new feeling of offense came or a memory came to my mind, I would have to say, no, in the name of Jesus, I have chosen to forgive and I will not, I will not bring up that record of wrong. I've given it to the Lord. And then finally, ask the Lord if this is something you need to address. There are some situations where we're told in the Bible to, when someone has wronged you, that you are supposed to go to that person humbly. But make sure, make sure that you do it out of a heart of forgiveness. If you're still wanting vengeance, if you're still wanting to set that person straight, you're probably not ready to have the conversation. Because here's the deal. They may not follow your script. And then you're going to get offended all over again. (laughs) How much better just to humbly, gently just say, if appropriate, if, if there is aught between you and you know they're fully aware of it and you need to be reconciled to them, then humbly and gently go to them. But, you know, I've found that probably in at least 70% of the situation, most of the offense can be handled between my heart and God. I think too often we believe that we can't forgive until everything is fixed. And there are just some things that cannot be fixed. That's why the Bible says, live at peace with all men as far as it concerns you. In, in other words, build the bridge on your side and then be ready to be reconciled if they choose to build the bridge on theirs. Well, how will I know I've forgiven? Um, these are some things that I've noticed in my own journey in my own process of hammering out forgiveness, the sting of the offense will lessen and eventually disappear. You know, I can think about that time, that disagreement with my friends now without having it undo me or having it cause emotional pain. I think the other way we'll know is that that person's name will be safe on our tongue. (laughs) You know what I mean? When we say their name, we won't just sort of feel that twinge inside or have that little sarcastic tone. And then their memory or or even their face will have safe passage through our mind. We won't, we won't pull up all of our records of wrongs. And when something new happens, we won't pile on all the old offense. Don't we do that, especially in marriage? Well, back in 1963, you did this, and then in 71, and then last year, and no, 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 no. If you have forgiven, you have released your right to bring up records of wrongs. Most of all, I think we will discover that we will be different. We'll be less angry. Because you know what? When you have not dealt with unforgiveness in your heart, there is a simmering rage that just boils beneath the surface. You know, there are some of you listening that you can't even remember what offended you, but you know there is a level of anger that, boy, when your trigger is pushed, you explode. Can I just suggest you go to Jesus and ask that He would reveal any unforgiveness you may be holding 
in your heart. It could be towards others, could be toward yourself, and it might even be toward God. We need to forgive because we are never more like Jesus than when we choose to forgive. Well, I can't wait to share more about cultivating an unoffendable heart. But for now, I hope you'll go to joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash 016 and check out the show notes. If you're struggling to forgive, you'll find links to my book, Having a Merry Spirit, and I think you'll find some helpful advice there. But I've also created a printable of Neil T. Anderson's 12 Steps to Forgiveness. You know, a lot of us have some really, really deep hurts that we've held on to for years. And I think you'll find his advice there very helpful. Remember, we don't have to forgive alone. More than anyone, Jesus understands your hurt. He knows what it's like to be betrayed, and He cares about your pain. But thankfully, He doesn't want to leave us there. If we'll reach out to Him and invite Him into that place of hurt, He'll change our hearts as we hammer out forgiveness with the Holy Spirit's help. If you have a friend that you think might appreciate this message, I hope you'll forward the link and share this podcast on social media. And as always, thank you for listening in. Until next time, my friend choose to forgive. Choose to forgive because that one thing will do more than anything else to help you live and love and lead like Jesus. God bless you.